your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Hello, hello, everybody. You are tuning in to Asian Pop Nation, where I'm sure the name spoils it for itself, but we have been playing a whole bunch of new Asian music just now on our show. Starting first with the song title Impurities, which comes from the Korean female group La Seraphim. I am just obsessed with them at the moment and moving along from that we then played the song title blood moon which is a b-side to come out of ua who is one of the members of oh my girl who recently returned back to the industry with her second mini album titled selfish and lastly we played a super catchy song to come out of alexa with her new song titled back in vogue which is just this super again catchy is the number one word i'll definitely use because that song has been stuck in my hand since i heard it the very first time but if you are very interested in alexa sound you can definitely check out her new ep which just came out called Girl Gone Vogue. Now, speaking about checking out certain artists right now here on our show, I am super, super honored to uh, introduce this artist to our audience here on APN. You may have heard one of her tracks titled Poolside about two weeks ago on our show. And this time we have the absolute pleasure to be able to interview this very exciting artist. She comes all the way from Sydney and we have the one and only Birdie right here on Asian Pop Nation. And honestly, I don't want to stall too much. This interview is just so exciting for me. So definitely stay tuned right now and put your hands together for the one and only Birdie. Alishka and Lisa here from Asian Pop Nation and right here right now in our virtual studio we are joined by a very special guest you might heard us play her latest single called Poolside and now we are actually here with this incredible talented rising artist coming all the way from Sydney we are here with Bernie. Oh, thank you, Alishma. <laughs> hi, everyone. Oh my gosh. Hi, how are you going today? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm vibing, I'm existing, but now I, I feel like my mood has definitely just got like from like a four to like a 10 out of 10. Oh, that's so good. you are here. It's so lovely to have you here and welcome to Asian Pop Nation. And for our <laughs> listener tuning in right now, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Birdie and it's also my artist name that I like to go by. I'm based in Sydney, Australia, and I'm an artist who performs and sings and dances. Yeah. And of course, we're here on the show to particularly talk about your single, latest one, Poolside. But before we get into the nitty gritty about that incredible single, by the way, I actually wanted to first hear the story behind your name, Birdie which again, you mentioned it's like your real name, but it's also your artist's name. Something very interesting in particular when you search it up online because you actually get to see a mix of both your English and Chinese given name. And I just wanted to know what does that name mean to you personally? So because I am part Greek and Russian on my dad's side and Malaysian Chinese on my mum's side, with my artist name, I usually have my Chinese name attached to it because I like to take a lot of pride in my culture, particularly on my on my mum's side. And not knowing Malaysian Chinese as well, Flo. <laughs> not to do my own horn, but I'm like another Malaysian Chinese. Join yeah! the call, let's go! I unfortunately do not have a Chinese name. So I wanted to know how it like initially felt to uh, 
essentially put like your culture out there for the whole music industry to see through just like your name alone? That's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked that before. I personally really love that I've done that. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I was very much, it's quite sad, but I was very much embarrassed about my culture. Mm. I was growing up in a town, like a little rural town. And so out there, like being one of the very few kids that were a mixed cultured kid, it was just like, Mm. oh my God, what? She's part Chinese. Like that's unheard of. That's so weird. You know, it's different. So it's weird. And so I used to suppress my culture and, and not share it as much with people. And I was embarrassed, which was when I look back, like I felt really, really bad for, you know, the younger me. It makes me feel really sad. But now that I've gotten older and I've learned that, no, I should embrace from where I've come from and what I've been through and who I am as a person. It just makes me feel very, very proud and very confident with who I am and not only as, a, as an artist, but as a person as well. That's just so weird. That's so sweet. I'm I don't get know. emotional like, here. Oh my god, that was just really sweet. Especially, I don't know, like Alishba. I don't know if you feel the same too. It's just like when you have very like ethnic names in general. Unfortunately, that is like such a similar scenario that a lot of us have been through growing up. But to see like your story and you essentially reclaiming back. Yeah, I mean, it was already bad enough that my name was Birdie. So you can imagine like young kids being like, oh my God, Birdie, tweet, tweet. Like, oh oh my God. God. And I'd be like, okay. So it was already bad enough then, let alone like also getting bullied for like my culture and where I came from. But now I'm just like, you know what? Stuff you guys, like, I'm going to do me. (laughs) No, literally. And also like, oh my gosh, high school kids are just like... Sometimes public enemy number one. I think back on my days in like school and yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Can relate. Can mode. relate. Yeah. It was actually really interesting. Like the other day I was doing a show in Melbourne and I was supporting an artist called Cap Carter. And he is also, he's Australian Filipino. And I remember so clearly like after the show, he said to me, it's so great that there are artists like us that are very proud of where we've come from in terms of our culture, our Asian side. And we really need to like share that with everyone. That really stuck with me. And so I, I feel like as much as music is a purpose for me in my life, and that's something I want to share and do for the rest of my life, I feel like along that I can definitely spread awareness and like share my culture as well within that. That is so great. Like, like you said that you think that music is your purpose. Since childhood, did you know that you wanted to do music? Since childhood, I always knew that I wanted to be on stage. I loved being on stages. I was such an extroverted kid. I was so just out there. was like just so fearless, right? I always did dancing when I was younger. So I started dancing and playing piano at the age of three. So I always thought that I was going to be a professional ballet dancer. And so growing up, I kind of realized, oh, I I don't particularly have the perfect physique to be a ballet dancer. And so I then kind of found an avenue of performing through singing. And I realized at the age of 12 that I wanted to take it seriously. That's really nice that you like started doing it from three. Like that's really impressive. I'm very, very blessed. I have amazing, amazing parents that have like just given me so many opportunities, you know, at a very young age. So I've kind of had that one step in the door of of understanding and knowing what I wanted to do in life. 
No, that's like really heartwarming as well. Cause I think sometimes with artists and stuff, especially ones that come up from like a Asian background, from other people's perspectives, they always have like that typical stereotype of like, mm-hmm. oh, like Asian parents, they're never approve anything you do in like the arts and stuff like that yeah it's really true and it's interesting about that because I do have friends that are you know Asian and they do have parents that are like that but they still allow them to do Hmm. what they want as like a hobby but I was a horrible horrible kid in school academics like I couldn't do it like I was horrible but when it came to like the artistic and like singing and dancing like I just wanted to put my all in and I guess my mom was like well if you really like it and you know I can see that you're progressing in that then go for what you want to do so I was really really grateful to have parents that were very supportive about that I don't know hearing somebody like talk about parents being super supportive about your career ventures wherever you go Hopefully, I don't know, if listeners are like tuning in. This can be like the thing that gets the gears turning, being like, hey, what yes. I want to do more stuff yes. in the artistic if field. If there's any any kids out there where their parents are forcing them to do dancing or singing or even like sports, listen to them, like do it. Because trust me, when you get older, you will thank your parents, like stick with it. The amount of times I've met so many people, they're like, oh, my mum put me into like piano lessons when I was young, but then I didn't want to do it. So they stopped it. And now I regret it. Like I've heard it so many times, like just keep doing it. You might use it in the future. I um, agree. I didn't do anything and I kind of regret now. No, there you go. Too. <laughs> me too. Alishpa and me are living proof. I guess in terms of like your career stuff, I was actually very curious because I read that you actually currently like divide your time between both being a musician and also being an aged care worker as well, which that is amazing. (laughs) But I just wanted to know kind of like where was like the interest into being a part of like the aged care industry came from? And also, I guess, how do you find at the moment, I guess, like managing between Birdie, the musician and also yeah. Birdie, who is in the aged care industry. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I moved to the city to study music, I took up a job in retail and I'd been doing that for three years. And after a while, I think it was the second lockdown we had here, I felt like I needed a bit of change because I felt like my life was just on a cycle. With that, I also felt like I wasn't doing anything impactful or helpful with my retail job. So I felt like, what's a job that helps others? And I feel like I'm doing something better and good for the world and for others. And I get to go home feeling, you know, good about myself. The job just kind of fell into my lap. So I was really grateful. Like it just came at the right time. And I started that, I think it was last year in November, December. And it was definitely a big shift. I mean, I really enjoy the job because I not only get to help people that need it and also learn a lot of knowledge. Like I'm very fortunate enough. I get to look after, you know, the elderly and also people that are disabled. So to be able to hear about their stories and get to know them, it's amazing. And the fact that it's very flexible hours, it allows me to have time to focus on my music. So That was definitely one of the factors why I wanted to do it as well. I um, get to do music throughout the day while I'm working. I just kind of manage weekly because it just can be very, very hectic. (laughs) Like Monday in the morning, I'll have a client I have to look after and take them to the shops. And then in the afternoon, I'll be in the studio. So 
it's definitely not a nine to five usual kind of schedule that I have. I'm curious, like, do you show your music to them? Like, do they give you like quotes and stuff? Yeah, I actually do. Like a lot of them, they ask, oh, what do you do? Like, what are your hobbies? I usually tend to tell them like, oh, I I like to sing and dance. And if they ask about my weekend, I'll be like, oh, I did a show at this venue last weekend. And they'll go, a show? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a singer. And so they're like, oh, do you put music out? And so I show them and just some of them are so supportive. I'll come in and I'll be like, how was your show? Or like, how was your trip to Melbourne? Did you make it there safe? And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like you're like my nan. Like, <laughs> I love how like interested they are about like my life and what happens, you know, so it's good. That is so cute. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. Now moving on to your track, Poolside, I really love it. And even though Melbourne weather is not technically Poolside, I would say that I will go to Poolside even in winter. But can you tell us a <laughs> bit about how you got the inspiration for the music? So the inspiration for Poolside, I got it when I went to LA for the first time. I think it was two months ago now. I was doing some songwriting and that over there. Just going out and like seeing the nightlife of LA with like so many shows and musicians and it's like a movie. It just really inspired me. So that's why I wanted to write Poolside, which is essentially about just living in the present, summer vibes, relaxing, luxurious, going to clubs, that sort of vibe. I mean, in the music video, there was like this part where you're speaking French and like yeah. you're delivering a message. I really like that part. So I just wanted to like ask a bit like how did you got the idea and like just a bit more about it. Yeah. Well, when I was working with the producer, Alex Markwell, he and I, we had this idea that we wanted to put little samples in the song and particularly reference things, but in French because French is just a really cool language. <laughs> so we wanted to reference something in the middle of the song and it's actually saying Off to the Races, which is a reference to Lana Del Rey, one of her songs, which I absolutely love. I love her. So I just thought it was really fitting for that to kind of be like off to the races, like going out, you know, living life, being present. And so we then tied that in with the dialogue at the end of the song. It practically says you have the choice to to work a job that you only want the money for, but to not actually love the job. Do you choose to just, you know, live in the same box? Everyone's like, oh, we just have to do this to get by in life. And then on the weekends, then we can go out and like, you know, have the time of our life only to come back to the next week of dreading about work. It's like, for me, I choose to live, even though it may be insane the way that my lifestyle is of not really having that nine to five stable job and, you know, being an artist, not exactly having that guaranteed successful life. That's what I would rather do because that makes me happy. It makes me feel like I'm actually living my life. I really love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say. Speaking about like the music video and again, like the whole message of like, again, partying it up, friends, just living life to the fullest. I was really curious because, again, when I saw the music video, again, you're just, like, having the time of your life by just, like, poolside with your friends (laughs) and stuff like that. And I was really curious if you had, like, any, if there was any special memories when you were filming the music video. I have so many. I just literally got all my friends was like, hey, do you want to be a part of my music video? And they're like, yes. And I was like, all right, bring your swimmers. 
we're going to this like kind of club place and we're just gonna have fun and have drinks and just like party and just hang out one of my favorite memories would probably be when we were all in the pool at the end of the scene of the music video we were all just so happy we were all just having so much fun the best part was like we had this inflatable flamingo in the pool and everyone was just hopping on it so that was just Oh, it was just a lot of fun. I know we're mainly talking about poolside, but it was a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky segue into sneaky, the debut yeah. EP, Can't Be Love. I freaking love that EP, by the way, that came out in September. Dorsal Finn. I, Aww, it's on repeat. You. It's on repeat. And yeah, I just, we want to expose that EP. I was just wondering if you can, like for our listeners, you can use like five words to like describe your EP, Can't Be Loved. Yeah, like Alushba said, giving five words, because you have five songs in the album, just giving five words to describe your EP for our listeners. Vulnerable, uh, personal, expressive, intimate, emotional. I think the first two songs that I released that were singles, but they were part of the EP. Yeah. They were very much boppy, kind of groovy songs, especially the first one I put out. But if we're talking about the overall EP, the other songs are part of it. There's a lot more emotion and vulnerability in them. So I'd say that. Listeners, listen to the EP, legit, because it's like, <laughs> I think those words definitely encompass the whole EP really well. Well, here at EPM, we definitely cannot wait to see what else you have in store. I feel like that's a nice little segue into potentially asking you, what are some future plans that you have at the moment? What's next for Birdie right now? Maybe potentially some remixes okay. of Ooh. the songs that I've got out, including the EP, and maybe potentially some like stripped back acoustic versions <gasps> of the songs. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we're going to have like a little bit more like upbeat of like my EP and then maybe just more stripped back chill stuff. So like, if you're like studying or like driving yes oh my night, you know just setting the vibe so maybe maybe unfortunately we have reached the end of our very very special interview with birdie of course but before you go where can our listeners find you you can find me everywhere at Birdie, B-I-R-D-E-E, official. And of course, this is a little small question I always like to ask at the end. If there's mm-hmm. anything that you want to say right now to listeners, anything in your head right now? Oh, anything I want to say. I'm just really excited for next year and what's going to come. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely cannot wait. Once again, thank you so much for joining. And not just myself here at APN. It was so nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. It was so awesome to be on here.